Welcome to the Amphenol Frontline Podcast, where we share success stories and best practices of Amphenol management throughout the corporation. This episode features Raul Gomez, North American Regional Manager of the Amphenol Mexicali facilities supporting Amphenol ICC. Raul shares his story of having to close his facilities in compliance with the Mexican government's directive during the COVID-19 outbreak, then working with Amphenol senior management to help reopen as quickly as possible. We talk about the amazing work done behind the scenes, the experience of working with the local government, and the pressure he felt to eventually be one of the first Mexicali facilities to reopen as together we fight the coronavirus pandemic around the world. Raul, first of all, thank you for taking the time to uh, have a chat with me today about some of the activities that you've undertaken at the Amphenol Mexicali facility uh, for AICC. Can you just briefly explain what goes on in your facility for the AICC group and what you're in charge of there? Yes, uh, thank you. We're, we're a facility that produces for, for AICC on, on backplanes, both the connectors and, and cables. Uh, we also produce, uh, that's for Bob Porchelas' uh, business. We also produce mezzanine connectors uh, for Dan Barrett Group. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we produce high-speed uh, cables for Marks and Hilaire. That's a combination of optical cables that are produced on a clean room environment. Uh, we produce copper cables for, for that business as well. And uh, we also have a, a, a BSI business that produces systems integration for, for, for Amphenol as, as well. And how many people approximately do you have working in the Mexicali facility that you oversee? It's uh, 1,335 as of, as of right now that we're uh, basically uh, supervising and, and, uh, and, and managing for, for the business, 1,335 uh, in total. Okay, so a sizable operation for sure. So if we could go back uh, you know, a couple months ago when this coronavirus pandemic really started to hit in North America and then specifically in Mexico, can you just describe the chain of events that went down in your facility and with the local government and, and how you had to respond to that? Uh, well, basically, a couple, a couple of months ago, actually, during, during the February time frame in Mexico, it was, it was pretty much we were observant of the, of the situation around the world. Uh, we knew that, that in Asia, Europe, and, and starting to be a, a part of the U.S. Uh, news, but all in all, for February in Mexico, we were pretty much observant of the, of the situation. So the city and the country was uh, relaxed in that, in that sense. As uh, I started to, to, to work and, and, and directly from Bill Doherty, Mark Sinclair, they started to, to send the, the, the direction that we should start working and we should start preparing, even though, even though it's not a topic in Mexico, we should stop preparing for, for um, preventive mode. We should start uh, working on this. So we started during the February timeframe, purchasing and getting in-house supplies for protective equipment, for for cleaning and sanitizing. Mm-hmm. Basically, by the time we reached the first week of April, uh, first week of March, excuse me, uh, it was still a quiet topic in Mexico as a country in general. But we, Amphenol Mexicali, we had already implemented all the preventive measures similar to what the Asia sites had. So we were being observed by local government and we were being observed by, by other companies in the, in the region like 
why is Amphenol doing this if we're not even there yet? But really, by the time we had all this implemented first week of of, uh, of March, by the time we reached the end of March, the government uh, started by issuing a federal decree, mm-hmm. in which they they stated that all non-essential activities must cease activity throughout the month of uh, April, and only essential activities were to continue functions. It started a, a debate across uh, being Mexico and more, more, more than so on the on the border towns. Mexicali, it's a border town with the mm-hmm. U.S., where there's a, a significant presence of maquiladoras and factories uh, that we manufacture for, for, for the U.S. and for other parts of the country. Right. As part of that federal decree, it stated that the telecommunications and um, information media wasn't was an essential uh, is an essential activity, but it started the debate whether that was for national uh, consumption or it included export exportation. It also started the debate whether it is uh, the the media services and the telecommunication services, but not manufacturing. So that what that trigger is that basically there was there was already a a, a a part of the population and, and even states in, within Mexico that that thought that it only applied to national consumption and, and services. So what the, specifically the state of Baja California did during the first week of April is it's starting to shut down every factory in the, in the region as a preventive measure, whether it is essential or not essential. Mm. And basically, by the time we reach the middle of, of, uh, of April, Everybody was basically shut down. Uh, we were part of that that shutdown, even though we we already had provided permits with pay to employees. We had already implemented all the the contingencies, and uh, even we had a, a, a an audit from the labor board that that we that we passed. But regardless of that, during the Friday during Good Friday, April tenth. The authorities uh, came and 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 suspended the the, the factory uh, pending resolution of this health contingency. What that trigger is basically that we started this this uh, protocol in which we first approached the authorities and tr- and trying to understand what needed to be done. Uh, in Mexico, it's a little different from other countries, um, at least in my experience, because the responsibility of shutting down or opening up a facility does not rely on one single agency. It's a, it's a yeah. distributed responsibility. So you, you can appreciate how that became a, a, a three times, five times the work because now you have to work with different agencies just to convince each one of them that you're doing the right things from a sanitary protocol standpoint, mm-hmm. plus that you are a, an essential activity. So during, during the first, uh, 24 hours, I can tell you that I already had the corporate support. Uh, Bill Doherty uh, uh, and, and Mark Sinclair pull in the, 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 the corporate and the division uh, support. So I was, uh, when we were suspended, the next day I was already on the phone with all the key players and, and senior staff, and they were listening. One thing that I liked a lot about Amphenol is that they listened. So they wanted to hear out what happened and what what was my perception of the situation and what needed to be done. And once that got set in motion, it was a combination of, of contacts and customers that the senior staff 
Bill Doherty uh, asked us to work directly and ask for help for, for our tier one suppliers, mm-hmm. uh, tier one customers. Mm-hmm. And each one of those customers provided a resource that worked with me on the governmental affairs. And at the same time, I worked directly with the with the local uh, and the National Manufacturing Association. So all of a sudden, Ampanel had a team that was constituted by the VPs of government affairs from, from our customers mm-hmm. that they have in Mexico and the VP and president of the National Association of uh, Manufacturing in, in Mexico. So all our information was reviewed. We, we ended up working and talking directly to state secretaries and even federal secretaries provided our information. They look at our sanitary protocol actions and all that have to do with our activity that we do in telecommunications. And what that resulted is that within those two weeks, we were the third company across the state that was open. Wow. Uh, out of 900 out of 900 companies, we were the third one to, to, to open operations on Friday, April 24th. So there were companies that were a little bit over a month that they were shut down. In our case, the, the shutdown for was a couple of weeks, and I think a lot had to do who were the players, who were the teams, the customers, and and, the, and our own senior staff involvement. And the fact that we had every single card uh, aligned in terms of our actions, preventive actions, and uh, and the and the customers that, that that we provide products to. So. Uh, Friday, twenty-four April twenty-fourth, we we the authorities came into the into the factory, lifted the suspension, and at that moment we started the activity. Right now, since April twenty-seventh last week, we came up with a with a gradual, cautious, organized bring up or ramp up schedule, mm-hmm. in which every every single week we're we're uh, we're increasing twenty percent our headcount throughout May. Uh, in order to get to the 100%. And this also came sponsored by our senior staff in, 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 in Nashua that, that supported us to say, hey, listen, you you can restart operations, but let's do this organized. Let's do this with, with putting people's well-being in front of everything. So make sure that as people re-enter the factory, we go through a medical evaluation. Every single employee goes through a medical evaluation. We make sure that the sanitary protocol is well implemented. And we're going to take this gradually through through May, just to ensure that that we that we're taking each one of the steps in order to get back to capacity. That must have been a pretty daunting two week period then for you, as you're trying to <laughs> work all sorts of different angles. What was that like for you personally, as someone who is responsible for you know over 1,300 people and their employment, and of course for Amphenol and trying to get the business back up. Just you know, outside of the, the the nuts and bolts of doing that, what was that like for you as you're trying to frantically get this going again? Uh, it was it was tense. I, I can tell you the first I think three four days I, I get very minimal sleep, mm-hmm. and it was it was more because of, of the that I was worried about all the angles that needed to be covered. It was to some extent uh, very new territory for me. Yeah, uh, I, I run I run an operation. I'm not I'm not on the political arena, or I'm not in really into the into. This is the first time for a lot of us managing a contingency of this nature, right? Right. So uh, it was tense. Uh, I think uh, it was tense because I I, I pushed myself to do the, the right things, and 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 I was 
trying to make sure that the company was perceived as we are. I was I was a little um, upset that we were shut down, even though we 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 stand up above each one of the companies in the region in terms of the sanitary protocol. So it, it was it was tough. It was tough. I was learning every day. I was meeting new people every single day. Mm-hmm. I was talking to individuals that have responsibility countrywide in the government. People that give you five ten minutes and you need to make your case in five ten minutes. Yeah. I think what helped me a lot is that uh, I knew that I had the, the the division and corporate support from senior staff. So that was that was really a relief that every single day I got calls and I was I was getting texts from from senior staff, including Bill Doherty, including Max Aguilera, including even Adam Norwood, asking how was I doing and if there's something they could do to help me and support me. And uh, I think we, as, as the weeks and the, as the days started to, to roll and I started to see that we, that we were making ground with, with, the, with the government, it started to flow a little bit better. Mm-hmm. And then I started to, to, to see how we were going to close this within, within days. But it was, it was really challenging. I think I, I realized that I can navigate different topics. I, 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 I learned a lot. Uh, the stress became a, a motivation. I think at the end, a few things that they were told to me towards the last days and, and the day that we were that that we were lifted the suspension, and and even prior prior to that, um, I got some some notes and and some messages that uh, thank you, thanking and telling me that that was truly an Amphenolian an Amphenolian behavior, mm-hmm. and that that. That motivated me a lot. It, it meant to me that I was I was really living the the, the culture of the company yeah. that I was showing by managing this the right way and the speed in which we handle this. I don't know. It, it just became a good uh, motivation uh, note to know that it, we did it we did it the the right way, the Ampinol way, and and, uh, and then my, my my sleeping now is is, is better. <laughs> I can tell you. <laughs> But I can imagine, I can imagine too that there's no way this would have been possible for you to be even back and running right now without Bill Doherty and the corporate staff there helping you along the way the entire time and being behind you 100 percent with with their support and their guidance. Um, I have to imagine oh, no, I, I, that it has to be an amazing source of comfort for you. No, it, it is, it is, and 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 that's why I, I continue. I was feeling proud, and I feel prouder than ever right now. And and that's when I, when I say that when they told me, hey, that's a true Amphenolian behavior. I I took that very, I took that as a very high compliment. And and coming from them, it it meant it meant a lot. But to your point, absolutely. As I was, as I was, I mean, the authority was giving me ten. Five, five, ten minutes to talk about our case and build our information. And the same authority was telling me that, hey, you guys are coming way more prepared than everyone. You're having you're having way more information, way more work, way more resources into this contingency. And it's why Amphenol is going to be the third company in the state to, to reopen. And you need to keep in mind there were other companies that were reopened. I mean, the number one and number two. There were companies of 200, 150 employees. I mean, yeah. we were really the the sizable factory yeah. that that was reopened. Num- uh, I mean, among the first three ones, uh, number one and number two were like less than 500 people. In our case, 
we were really decisive. And uh, to your point, th- there were a lot of resources. I mean, I know that when Bill said, you know what, I, first he wanted to understand what was like our game plan. And then he said, then this means that you need the customers to support you. And I say, absolutely. I mean, the, 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 the customers are, are going to be the voice to to the government to explain why we're so essential to keep running. I mean, there, there were, I, I ended up with 15, 16 customer uh, letters. And within those 16 customers, there were two, three customers that even assigned a, a specific resources to work with me on the government affairs side. So uh, that as well. And, and, and we have uh, Lance D'Amico that, that basically was on phone calls with me and Dory mm-hmm. uh, three, four times. And they were just also providing the, the, the support on the, on the embassy side of things. I mean, the U.S. embassy was involved in this and, and we ended up connecting with, with the ambassador of the U.S. in Mexico. So all of those contacts comes from the from the from the division and the corporate office apparatus, right? I mean, the, the, that's that's how you get that high and connect that high in order to work the issue. I mean, it's because of the Doherty, Lance, uh, Sinclair, Adam Norwood, uh, Mimi Morgan made some of those connections happen, and, and and I ended up with a vast group of resources available that I knew other companies didn't have. I mean, you had a plan manager by himself trying to work this with the government and and, and it's all it's nearly an impossible task to do alone. Absolutely. And you know, Raul, I have to imagine that it's certainly not something that you ever want to go through again and you're really not even out of the woods yet because you're not up to full capacity. However, right. this is got to be an an amazing experience to a certain extent that'll only make you stronger. Uh, will hopefully make the Mexicali facility stronger, Amphenol ICC, and ultimately Amphenol stronger for having gone through this. I can't thank you enough for sharing that story with us, Raul, and I wish you and the whole team there the best of luck and be safe and healthy, and um, hopefully we'll talk to you again soon. No, thank, thank you, Chris, for your time and, and, and the questions, and I'm just glad to be part of this team in Amphenol quite quite It's nine and a half years, and I, I've, I've been enjoying every single minute of the ride. 